here's the thing. I've buried, I don't know how many dogs now. Jesus. No, no, no. Going back to childhood, I've buried a handful of dogs. First of all, why are you burying dogs? I thought you <laughs> meant that metaphorically. <laughs> I did. Like, I'm not burying them in my backyard. Oh, okay. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. About? Wait a minute. I don't want to no. get the, I don't want to get PETA called on you. There's at least one dog buried in your backyard in your life. I know there's a cat back there. There's a couple of cats. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of cats. This is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Dad, I feel like we could make a Christmas jingle just on the spot right here. Let's do it. You want to? What, what part of the the music do you want to do? You want me to do um, the music and you? I mean, this is Yeti's wheelhouse, but I think we should not let Yeti participate because right. I think it'll the floor is yours. Yeah, I think it'll it'll stress him out, like not participating. So, like, let's let's make right. you do this just us. Well, my greatest hit, uh, hit, singular. Your, your, Dad, your hit is just putting like the B sound in front of everything. Above, no. hello. No, no, my greatest hit is my nuts roasting <laughs> on an open fire. You do really pull. You bust that one out every Jack year. Frost <laughs> nipping at my ass. <laughs> Jesus, I never heard that part. Well, you know, we're getting a little rowdy here. A zittily bop bop. A zittily bop bop. There you go. All right, what do you got, kid? What? Beat that. I mean, top that. We're, I mean, we're, I, we're riffing here on a uh, on a jingle. Let's go. I mean, you're going like lowest common denominator comedy right there. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I live way above that. I don't, I don't. Okay. I'll never succumb to that level of comedy. All right. Uh, speaking of Christmas, though, I need to congratulate uh, two people you've never heard of, uh, Suzanne and Thomas Jeremin, uh, G-E-R-O-M-I-N. Uh, just a few days ago, on November 30th, 2023, they set a world record for most decorated Christmas trees in one home. The total? Yeah. 555 Christmas trees decorated in their home. That's ridiculous. Greg, if this was your neighbor, you would be berating them right now. But here you are congratulating them. Okay. I would be rating them if those trees were outside where I had to look at them. <laughs> I don't care if they keep them hidden in. I don't care if they have 40 of them in their car, as long as I don't have to see it. You know what now, I'm saying? Now, the, I imagine that you would see it if they were in your neighborhood because they would just be bursting out of their house with trees. This is a ridiculous amount of trees. It is. How many did that you say? Big. 555 that's gonna be a big ass house that's gotta make the person with like 72 just be like i'm not even close <laughs> right but who has 72 i'm just saying that's my point is there somebody out there with 72 that's like why has nobody written an article about me yet it's like because there's someone <laughs> out there with 555 is this one of these things where it's a farm and it's like they technically just have a 500 because they're like selling but is this technically in a house inside that you know what i i saw the photo it was two older folks of course and they they look like regular people they didn't look like uh tree farmers they look like regular nuts you know just incredibly insane people <laughs> um but are you gonna are you doing this thing where like for the next few weeks every episode is gonna have some sort of holiday theme yes like my like, nuts roasting <laughs> yes that's like did correct. you feel like a, did you feel this like like you you're like i feel obligated to talk something holiday here like we could just talk it's okay. December. It's early December. No, but it you're, happens to be the holidays. Already, you're already trying to shove Dave Barry down my throat. You got like, that right. Dave Barry's holiday <laughs> Cody show podcast. 
We lost. Wait a minute. I, I think Thank I, God. I did the, the, the audience got lucky there, and you cut out midway through Dave Barry. I know because so. you know what was happening. I was trying to multitask. I was getting ready to mute myself to cough to clear my throat, and that's well, what you said. Dave Barry, Dave Barry, Dave I know. <laughs> um, no, Dave Barry, uh, the the holiday gift god and guide is going to be on our show uh, upcoming. But I am shopping the other day. And then, by the way, speaking of 555 trees in a house, a few years ago, I tried to convince your mother to get a second tree in the house, and she wouldn't have it. I wanted to get, I pictured one of those little four-foot trees in, like, a different room, in, in like, you know, the the TV room or something. And she's like, nah, that's ridiculous. Good. Thank you, Erlene. My wife's on this kick now. She wants to... We should get, she's looking on Facebook marketplace for people get, getting rid of their trees. We could use one in the, in the dining room. I'm like, why? Just, we've got room. a nice tree. Leave it. <laughs> Dad, what did you just say? Did you just what were, go back to shopping? What kind of shopping were you doing recently? Um, <clears throat> well, we bought our tree last night. Okay. Um, we went to the usual place, had a great guy helping us with the tree. This guy's fantastic. I asked him if I could grow my own tree <laughs> and he said, not here. You can't, you have to like buy it from North. Ours came from North Carolina. Personally grown just for us. Price tag? Exorbitant. $150 we paid for this tree. <laughs> okay, I don't live in a mansion. My tree tops out at seven feet. And even then, I usually have to trim it to get the angel on top. That, that's why I've gone fake. I, I, we did this show a couple weeks ago. Like, fi- like, that's why I'm team fake tree now. Like, it's the same okay. price every year. I will pay $150, but have the right to complain about it. A couple of years ago, it was like 75, 80. When did it double in price? That's Get off my lawn, tree. I mean, <laughs> listen, here's here's my problem with paying 100 Dad, everything's more tree. expensive. I used to be able to go to lunch for 20 bucks, and now it's like 30, like like 58 bucks every time. Okay, here's the thing. Christy and I go to lunch. All right, that kind of thing. I have two trees in my backyard that cost about 150 bucks. One is a beautiful palm tree. And the other is the little gem magnolia, which is, you know, a problem child. It got its wing cut off. You know, that's that story. <laughs> it was desecrated by a, a, a bounce house worker for my that's daughter's right. like first birthday. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I, I continue to love it. It's my problem child. But at any rate. All right, dad, those- trees are expensive. All right. Come All right. We got the point, dad. It, things used to be cheaper. Like land the plane. Here's the problem. Okay. Quit trying to hurry me. It's my podcast. The problem is I have this tree for a month. I'm paying $150 to have a tree in my house for a month. Everybody should have a free tree. There's a chicken <laughs> I in do. every... Dad, if I'm I a have a free tree. I have a free tree. No, because you... you. How much did you pay for your fake tree? Like 78 bucks or something. Okay, and it's going to be fake every year. Yeah, and it's great. It was just in my... I, I walk in, I open one door, and boom, my tree's here. There's no okay. stress. I don't have to tie. I don't have to do the thing. Where it's like, how much are we tipping this guy? Five, ten. I know you're probably doing like two or three bucks. No, like, I tipped the guy like, ten bucks. Thank I'm like, you. do you have a ten? Yeah, it's because no one had a five. It, I was like, I was like, are you? I was like, yeah. honey, do you have a twenty? Like, what do we have here? We have to go to the gas station. We have to like break change. Yeah, and then it's like, I got to get the shit on my car. Then the string, and then Grayson wants to touch the string in the back seat. It's just, yeah. it's a whole <laughs> ordeal. Whereas now it's just boom, tree done, no stress. Okay, everybody should get a free real tree. That I'm okay with that. If like if they were just giving them out for free, I might get a fake tree. I mean a real tree, but right, they don't. Yeah. No, a chicken in every pot, a tree in every living room. And if you don't celebrate <laughs> Christmas, what? Look, if you don't celebrate Christmas, you're free to, you know, give the tree to your neighbor. You're free to sell it on eBay. 
Uh, is eBay still a thing? I don't even know. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Um, at any rate, thank you and congrats, Suzanne and Thomas Jerriman, the Christmas tree lunatics who have 555 trees in their living room. You're quoting Herbert Hoover from 1928, the chicken in every pot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Herbert. That's a new Ooh. one for me. That's a modern reference for you. You were you had been at the Herald for five years at that point. <laughs> what year was it? Nineteen twenty-eight. Like, what oh are you God. doing referencing that? <laughs> a chicken in every pot. Like, I mean, you need to you need to get with the times, my friend. I am with the times, Dad. What do you think about SI naming uh, Deion Sanders Sportsman of the Year? <laughs> oh, it's so ridiculous. You know, was that artificial intelligence that made that choice? I'm just They are curious. saying that like most everyone it's it's always been said under like people always said it. It was like an unwritten thing that that award is really just the September and October award. Right. So, <laughs> okay. if you dominate September and October, you do generally win that award. Yeah. The the I I, I normally don't criticize other media cuz I'm in the media, the mainstream media. Not a great week for SI. Mm-mm. That used to be such a brand. I grew up like saving all my SIs. I had a big stack of them in the house. And and if you were named SI Sportsman of the Year, it used to be a big deal. That was like a big major honor. And now with this controversy, they used to be known for their photography, world-class photography. Like 10 years ago, they, they basically did away with all their photographers. And that was the beginning of the end. And now it's a shell of itself. And it was long before this AI um, debacle. Um, you know, Sears used to be the major retailer in the country. Oh wow, we're we're talking SIs in Sears territory now. Wow, yeah, is... they they are. SI well, needs Sears to... just folded yes. though. Like SI is like on this like downward trajectory. You know, it's like Sears at least was like, all right, guys, we're out of here. Right. Like SIs like still around, and when, it's just let's like, cut ooh. our costs to to increase profit margins, and and they've lost all the soul. Yeah. In in doing so, right. For, and, for and, me, and... It, for me, it's when they lost Jessica Smetana. I was like, that's it. They're done. <laughs> it was, that was the beginning of the end. You're right. Um, but like, honestly, though, like, what are some other brands that we can think of where it's like once a dominant powerhouse in its sector, and now is just like I can't honestly think of like I don't like like that's the leader in the clubhouse in terms of just like oof, like it's yeah, just like SI, a pain, like a power, um, like a sad story. With, if we're sticking with sports, uh, Deadspin used to be better and bigger than it is now. Yeah. Uh, definitely Sports Illustrated. Is it, hasn't the New York Times taken a hit in the last few years as far as their credibility or I'm not sure. I, I think mainstream media, including the Washington Post, the New York Times, LA Times, all, all of those have taken a hit only in the sense of, you know, Trump saying everybody's lying. You know, is that the I biggest mean, effect when we look back at this 50 years from now, like the Trump effect is the media being less credible? The Trump effect is not the media being less credible. It's the media being perceived as less credible. And that's an important distinction. Well, there's it just so much media succeeding now. At the, succeeding but, at the but, uh, presum or, uh, perception of changing but, the perception. Right. But, but the thing is, is that there is so much, quote unquote, media now that there is a lot of bad media. That, that's not to say that the top and some of the things, some of the places that Trump went after are legitimate not like but there is so much media that you can say that there is plenty of misinformation going around right no that's true um but, but look I, at us know, look at us look at this range that this show has god damn we're good <laughs> i know <laughs> at, at any rate to get back to how you began this conversation the idea of naming 
uh, Deion Sanders, the sportsman of the year, I think is a little bit ridiculous, to be honest. Um, and I'm not saying he needed to have a bowl season or or have a great year, but he lo- he ended with six losses in a row. He was two and eight. But in, what, in what the was the bigger of the, the Pac-12? I, I would agree if it was sports person of the college football season. Because if you said to me, what was the biggest talking point of this college football season? I'm not going to push back on Colorado. Because even though they did fall off, Alabama has not been a, like, you know, they lost. So it's like, what's the huge story? Like, Georgia is just the same team still going. Like, I would argue, but but it's not that. It's the whole sports person of the entire year. So you're talking about all the champions in the other sports. like. Right. So I don't know why it's the sports person of the year, but it is the biggest story this year in college football, even with the fall off. Well, they they could be taking an approach like time does with their person of the year. It's not like the person who had the most accomplished or the, it's kind of who captured the zeitgeist. Yeah. And which and he this did year, in college football. Right, right, True. right. But I'm, I mean, if you if you just look at sports talk and ESPN coverage and things like that, that was pretty dominant for a, a good for little two portion months. Of, uh, yeah, for, for I mean, two months is a decent portion of the year, yeah. you know, right. and because uh, the time person of the year, it's I mean, it's it's been a whole range of people. There's been some terrible people they put as person of the year, not because they're great people, but because they dominated the conversation. Not that Dion's a bad person. Right, like, right, right, right. I'm just saying <laughs> he didn't have to, as Greg said, win, you know, have a bowl season. He c- commanded all conversation for a solid two months. Right. No, and and you're right. For me, Time it's Tyree Kill. For me, it's Tyree Kill. I don't know how it wasn't Tyree Kill. I mean, Kill. It could, you know what? It could be Mike McDaniel. Believe I mean, it or not. I'm ki- I mean, Dad, for, they haven't won yet. It's for like the accomplishments of last. Like, it would have been Patrick Mahomes for last season before it was okay. okay but I was making a joke. I love how you're like it's Mike McDaniel. God, listen, you are just the whole like you just agreed with me that it should have been Tyree Kill. That was clearly a joke. Don't start by including the word accomplishment because Deion Sanders has accomplished very little at Colorado. He's won two or three games more than last that, season. He, I think Yeti and was now, just saying, and now he's leading the 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 transfer portal. People are are wanting to get the hell out of there. So I I, I just disagree with SI the shell of SI naming him Sportsman of the Year. I just, yeah, but Yeti just that. Yeti what Yeti just said was that it's not about accomplishment. It's more about the zeitgeist and the conversation and and you cannot like name another story in college football this year bigger than him. You can't. But that's not okay. what this award is. So I agree with you. Harbaugh would be close because of the scandal. Well, but, late, yeah. but that's like, yes. But that's right. like very, negative. very lately. But Greg, who would you name as the sports person of the year? You know, I would have to. Re- it's like with my baseball Hall of Fame vote. I researched that. I don't say it off the top of my head. You're right. Nobody jumps out at me. And Deion Sanders, uh, in, in terms of just hype and attention, certainly merits consideration. But there has to be somebody better. That's all I'm saying. Uh, on next week's show, after I research it, I'm going to come up with two or three nominees uh, better than that because it's just uh, it's ridiculous. Um, I, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, dog owners and and um, th- donors. That's about fifty percent of the country, by the way. Uh, about fifty percent of U.S. households contain a dog who they consider a member of the family. I'm so glad no. you brought this up. I don't want to interrupt you. I want you to keep going, but I have something for dog owners. Go okay, ahead. Okay, good. Because here's the thing. I've buried, I don't know how many dogs now. Jesus. No, no. Going back to childhood, I've All buried right. a handful We're, of dogs. We don't need your bona fides. We got okay, it. Here's the Hold thing. <laughs> Every time I buried a dog, I'm like, why don't First dogs of all, why are you burying dogs? I thought you <laughs> meant that metaphorically. 
I did. Like, I'm not wait a burying them in my backyard. Oh, okay. What are you talking about? Wait a about? minute. Wait a minute. I don't want to no. get the. I don't want to get Peter called on you. There is at least one dog buried in your backyard in your life. I know there's a cat back there. There's a couple of cats. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of cats. Uh, generally, damn. they fit. Like, they, poor, generally, poor, they fit in a big shoebox. Poor Puddin is back there. Puddin, yes, <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> and and listen to me, you know, Jumpin' Charlie will will dig in the backyard. To this day, every time Jumpin' Charlie <sighs> is digging in my backyard, I'm thinking to myself, where did I bury that cat? I want everyone <laughs> you know? to know that the last two dogs have not been buried because those are the ones I've been a part of. Sandy and Riley right. were, were we gave, I don't know what the vet does with them, but they were at the vet. So whatever they do with them. If you mainly. How come we never get the, how come you never get the ashes of a dog? I, I bet you could if you asked. Is for that them. too morbid? There are people that yeah, do, we I'm should. sure. Yeah, that, ashes weigh more than you think, by the way. Uh, uh, a hu human ashes weigh like seven pounds, <laughs> which shocked me. Thank so you. So a dog's ashes weigh like a pound and a half. What, what, what I was going to say is... What kind of math is that? Um, what's so great about human beings that we get to live like 70, 80 years or longer, and the dogs get, you know, a dozen, 12 years, 15 years if they're lucky. And why do we call them dog years? Like, hey, we don't do this for any other animal. How right. come dogs get years? I know. We multiply because we feel so bad that their actual years are so low. Like cats are 17, whatever cats are. We never say, oh, in cat years, they're 82. Right. Oh, in fish years, they're 63. Why do we give dog years? I don't know. If, if, if I, you know, if, if you gave dog years to me, I'd be almost 500 years old. That'd be quite an accomplishment. We honestly caught, we coddle dogs too much. We give them years. We just like coddle their odd insecurities about fireworks. It's like, get over it. You know, the fireworks aren't going to hurt you. You've, okay. you've experienced these fireworks every year for seven straight years. Okay. No. They're not going to hurt you. Yeah. Dogs don't get used to anything. When we brought the Christmas tree in, into the living room and set what did it up Yeti last just night? learned? Yeti's freaking out, dad. Hold on a second. So I okay. Googled, um, I looked up, I found an article from Choice Mutual on how Americans are burying their pets. I just got an email literally on the spot that Deion Sanders will join the Levitard show on Monday. Whoa. <laughs> so, hey, here's your preview. Go like as we he's afraid of Greg Cody Tuesday, though. Yeah, that's what it is. He should be. But anyway, there are um, it's from their survey. 19 percent of people in the United States want to be buried with their uh, with the remains of their pet. Weird. Um, wow, that is a little weird. Or 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 loved one. So, did you know you could mummify your pet? Oh, that's gross. That's it. Costs about nine thousand dollars, and it's the most uncommon. But that, uh, but that is something you could do. That's reasonably priced. I'm kidding. That's absurdly priced. <laughs> Get a pet mummy. Um, like, I would have thought that that would have been like six hundred bucks. Don't tell me the prices on these. I want to guess them. Okay. All right. All right. And what about um? How how do I uh, taxidermy? My dead dog. All right, Chris, what do you guess for taxidermy? And that is stuffing it? Yeah. Yeah. I think I was just, for, I knew that, but for the people listening. And we'll, we'll go the starting at price because that's what I've got. It's got to be about the same, right? About 7K? No, no, no. To stuff my dog, probably like 1500 The starting price for taxidermy is around $500. Oh, wow. It's much more cost effective than a mummifying your pet. That's a cheap stuffing, though. That's like Greg Cody's Thanksgiving stuffing there. <laughs> If you if you want the good stuff, you gotta like probably pay like fifteen hundred bucks. If, if you want if you want Christie's mom stuffing, you gotta go like probably like fifteen hundred yeah, bucks. Got some sausage working there, baby. What? I don't know. I mean, there is sausage in it. <laughs> there you go. Stuffing it. Cremation. Yeah, uh, five hundred to get cremated. No, that's got to be like two thousand bucks. Oh, I was think I I don't know why I was thinking human, but yeah, 
Yeah. All right, 800. Nope, starts around $130 on average. Wow. Aquamation, okay. which is, it, it's some, uses what they call alkaline hydrolysis, but it, uh, it's I thought cheap. it was going to be like turn them into a cartoon or something. <laughs> no, it um uh um it's a popular alternative to cremation since it doesn't emit as much carbon or greenhouse gases and it starts at 70. So it but it gives, wow. gives you ashes like cremation would. Um yeah, so there you go. There's some dead pet facts for you. And 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 how much would it cost me to buy a dog urn? Cuz if I outlive jumping Charlie, I'm going to earn him. The urn is probably between, I, I, it doesn't have that on here, but it's probably around 50 bucks. You can okay. probably get an urn for, for 50 bucks. Okay, before we, before we get hey, off. Gotta want to urn. Gotta want to urn. <laughs> gotta want to urn. You can turn your pet's ashes into a memorial stone for $99. For a dog? Yeah. Ni- uh, stained glass, $100 per square foot. Oh, wow. You can turn them into other things. You can even tattoo your, use the. That's crazy. I want to know, like, like, I want you to Google the weirdest shit you can turn your animal into. A tattoo is pretty good on, on that list. That's not that weird, though. I want weirder. Yeah, that's not weird. It's like I turned their skin into a sock. It's like, what? A vinyl record. You want, you <laughs> oh, how what? Much, you want to guess how shut much up. that would cost? Yeti, shut up. Wait a minute. I can make my dead dog into a vinyl record? You could turn ashes. We could turn Greg Cody's ashes into a vinyl pressed copy of Pebble Drive. <laughs> I could turn my dad into a vinyl record? Yes. Let's do it. You could have but the when cur- you play it, I want it to have all my sayings. I want to be going, <laughs> that kind that of thing. Incredible. An entire Greg Cody album made out of this. For your pet, have, you can have the cremains pressed into a working vinyl record, and you can decide what sound clips to include on it, starting around $1,100 right now. Wow. Okay. Okay. Before we get off dogs, I, I want to. Baby. <laughs> Shouts to Adnan <laughs> I, I want to complete the thought that I began. I began by saying, you know, shout out to the dogs, blah blah blah. This is serious, and I'm and I'm speaking to the fifty percent of our listeners who love dogs, who own dogs, and who want their dog to live longer. Listen here, a San Francisco-based biotech company called Loyal is developing drugs to extend a dog's lifespan. Uh, roughly fifty percent of U.S. households roughly have dogs as as a family member, so ears should be perking. And here's the thing. The FDA has given this drug a, quote, technical section complete designation, which means the FDA agrees the company's data shows the drug is effective. And they're now saying it could be available through your vet as soon as 2026. So in all seriousness, in a couple of years, dog owners, uh, you're going to be, you know, bring your dog to the vet a a few times a year, get an injection, maybe even a pill. And and your dog is gonna live longer. Why did we come up with this for dogs before humans? Like, what are like, I mean, who's what are we doing? H- humans live longer than they used to. I mean, we're doing that for humans. I'm just saying, but it's just a, it's not as simple as just here's a pill, boom, living longer. Right, but but with dog, you know, with dogs, you're talking about a species that lives ten years. Yeah, but we're talking about a dumb species. So it's like, oh, look, <laughs> look, he just took the pill. This thing will live. Up, oh, he ran into the street. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> and that's the end of this experiment. We need another dog because that's these true. things are dumb. I, they do lick us. They lick our faces, and they love us no matter what. But they don't lead the league in smart. Yeah, I cannot uh, disagree that dogs are dumb. Led no, I love I, I love dogs. I just you know. No, I do too. Dad, speaking of old, you have to pee. No, I do have to pee. Yeah, thank you. You want to take okay. a break? No. Okay. Just go ahead. Don't you have, do you have your diaper on? Uh, no, I, I don't wear a diaper, but I do have my my uh, cup, my my what? glass uh, measuring cup. 
Dad, that will go. I want you to. No, I'm pissing in it right now as we speak. It would be that you want to talk about. You always say, "What can we do to go viral?" Podcast host pisses in. Go ahead, do it. I am. I'm pissing as we speak. You don't get it. We don't, don't hear, hear it. it. All right, that's <laughs> wow. I didn't think we could have a worse bit. I wasn't really people. I wasn't really pissing. Everyone thought you were with the great sound effects. They were like, "Oh, is that real?" <clears throat> Chris, right. I I have two things to get to that. Uh, you objected to both of them, so that we're, uh, we're 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 going to a commercial break. Are we really? Well, thank God, because these two things are worth the wait. Trust me. And now a poem about sheets and giggles by Yeti Blanc. Ah, sheets and giggles help our episodes announce all their deals, like two promo codes. First, all goods are discounted 20%. If you miss on these deals, you'll be sure to lament. Next, choose the best code to match your desire. Code Greg takes off 10% more. Now that's pretty fire. Or buy one, get one half off with code HO HO HO. Is there a better sale in town? Uh, you never know. Sheet on your friends this holiday season. Discounts, two promo codes. Now those are good reasons. So make way to sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg. Remember, two discounts. Come on, shake a leg. Now use code Greg or code ho ho ho. Lay down on cool sheets as you listen to the show. The end. Support the Greg Cody Show by supporting our friends at Sheets and Giggles. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. I swear, Yeti, you could be a poet. But guys, listen to the words that he says there. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg. We got two promo codes for you guys. It is a site-wide. If you go to sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg, it's 20% off the entire site. Okay, we have two promo codes to get even more off. You can have Boho. That's what we're calling it. Buy one, get one half off the entire site with the promo code Ho, ho, ho. With the promo code Greg, you just get an extra 10%. So if you're going to be buying a lot of stuff and you just want that 30% savings, use promo code Greg and you will get 30% off the entire site, guys. Check it out. Go buy. This is I'm, I do this spiel all the time, but it is the best gift that you can send your family this type of year, your best friends, your cousins, your aunts, your parents, your kids. Get everyone sheets and giggles. You'll get the text from them saying how much they love the gift. There's nothing better than sending a gift that people love. If you're a shitty gift giver, I'm a shitty gift giver usually. Okay? <laughs> you, you give a gift and no one ever texts you about it because it's just a shirt that they don't end up wearing. Okay? Give a gift that actually affects someone you care about's life. You will get a text a couple weeks later and you will be like, wow, I'm a good gift giver now. Hey, honey, I'm not a shitty gift giver anymore. I'm a good gift giver. Gift giver. Sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg, promo code ho 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 for boho, or promo code Greg for that extra 10%. That would mean 30% off, guys. It's there's never better savings than right now. Go. And for this week only, I have had my name legally changed to Greg Code E. So I'm Greg Cody. <laughs> this week only. Not Cody, but Code E with a D. That's pretty good. Well, glad we got the dad jokes segment out of the way. Yep. And that was dad jokes. <laughs> no, that was <laughs> number two. <laughs> number two. You know, I have three quick jet dad jokes. Let me, dad, let me that get was number that was number three. What's no, number let me two? Get, no, let me get to them right now. <laughs> These are the probably the best ever. Number three. What do you call two dentists who are completely different? 
Molar opposites. No, that's bad. Number two. Yeah, really bad. Why did the peach buy deodorant to freshen up his pits? Bad. Okay, that's all right. All right. I'm not laughing, but it's all right. Every fruit has pits. Okay, number one. If Dorothy missed Kansas, what did Toto miss? The rains down in Africa. <sighs> that's I mean it's a bad one, but the best of the Yeah, just, that's why it's number not, one, my friend. It's not a good segment. That's why it's number one. You wanna <laughs> go right to three facts, Jack, or no? Yeah. Yay. Okay. There are three things that interest him, so sit right back for three facts, Jack. Number three, everybody knows Lego, the built it toy, build it toy with more than four hundred billion pieces on the planet, but few know how it got its name. Lego is an acronym derived from the Danish phrase leg gott, which means play well. When did when did Legos become like when did that company become in existence? Because I'm looking at just Kellogg's Ego, like the waffles. Right. Like Lego my ego. And that was introduced in 1953, so 70 years old. Yeti, do you have an answer yet on Legos? August 10th, 1932. Okay. Oh, wow. That's older than I thought. So I wonder if at any point, whenever the Lego my ego thing was, uh, like, I wonder if there was, like, I wonder if people at Lego were like, why is this ego company using Lego? Yeah, I bet there was an arrangement, financial arrangement. Or, or it was just clearly let go my, or what is it, Lego my let ego? Let go Lego. of my ego. Let go of my ego. No, you got to say Lego. It's Lego my ego. Anyway, number two, this is in honor of our friend Jessica Smetana. The name Jessica was invented by William Shakespeare. It first appeared in his 1598 play, The Merchant of Venice. Wow. Should I call Jessica and see if she knew that? You can if you'd like. Number one. I'm just going to text her. (laughs) No U.S. president has had facial hair of any kind since William Howard Taft in 1913. They should bring back facial hair with the presidents. There's no reason not to. They should. Yeah, I would like a Fu Manchu mustache on uh, Biden. So I'm, I'm not I'm see- asking, do you know, I'm asking, do you know who created the name Jessica? Okay. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm asking her. If she says William Shakespeare, it's going to be crazy. I want her to say the Allman Brothers band. Is um, Jessica the type that would look it up and then like <laughs> text me the right answer? That would be low. So I've not found anything about Lego uh, ever suing Ego, um, but I've, I've seen other people have asked the question. There are people responding. I don't know if these people are attorneys or not, but um, the, uh, it doesn't hurt oh, their shit. brand and you can't sue I gotta someone go for, a for second. using that. Dad, why, Yeti's talking. We're in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> he just goes, I just got to go. Like, important Greg Cody was like, important what phone a ter- See, that is just a good glimpse of my dad not getting what the hell we're doing around here because... He could have just taken his headphones off and like signaled, I'll be right back. And then you could have kept talking and the audience would have never known the difference. But my dad, in the, in the middle of your sentence, my dad goes, oh, I got, I got to, I'll be right back. I'm going to hold out now. If he wants me to finish that, I'm going to say, no, sorry. Nice hat, asshole. Yes. Forgot that I had that. <laughs> Here it comes. Okay. I'm going to hit him with it as soon as he puts his headphones on. Yep. Hit it. Nice hat asshole sorry about that i mean dad you could have done it much more uh, more effectively than that how's that by the way jessica dad jessica did not know that it was in shakespeare but now that i've told her shakespeare she's like doing the oh yeah it's in the merchant of venice type thing oh yeah right okay yeah sure yeah okay 
But I thought he got it from... Oh, oh, let's see. She's claiming it's more biblical. She goes, originally, she goes, before I said it was Shakespeare, she goes, I thought it was a Hebrew in origin, but I have no idea. And then I was like, Shakespeare came up with it, according to my dad. And she goes, oh, yeah, in The Merchant of Venice, but I thought he got it from a biblical name. But again, I looked this up when I was like 12. Yeah, so what I just found, it's believed that he created the name by anglicizing the spelling of the biblical name, Iska, which means vision or sight in Hebrew. Now, if you want to tell me, you want to sell me on a on a on a segment, it's us undercutting Greg Cody's facts of the day. Like that is a segment that <laughs> I am do that every week here for. What but I like just, I like the idea of us just searching with our claws every single week to mm. as you're reading them to refute them. You do that every week, you two. Speaking of of your facts, we we are the the mystery of um, Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline is still lingering. I don't have time to look it up. Yeah. So for the first listener to DM me at on Twitter at Yeti Blanc underscore or on Instagram at Yeti DM me, not the show. If you do it to the show, you're disqualified. DM me. The first one to DM me will uh and they're open so you can you can hit me up wait so uh, they can just say that the word yes or no like you're gonna trust them no that they, they did they it can all send, send me the file okay or a link to the file oh i get um, what you're saying find it find being it said. cut it up send me the video or the audio file of it i will purchase a christmas ornament of your choice from the sh- from shop.thegregcodyshow.com <laughs> just to put a bow on this in the christmas spirit jessica also just wrote my parents were huge shakespeare guys so <laughs> Okay, great. Um, thank you, Jessica, for getting back to us. All right, I, I, I got to get to these two things before we uh, move on. Um, Christopher and I were arguing off air most of the week about me wanting to talk about my Spotify top 100 <laughs> list. Okay. Oh, Greg. Hey. Okay, you ready? Who'd I'll you listen to, be... <laughs> to? Who'd you listen to this year, Dad? I'll try to be quick. Number 100. No, I'm oh, just Jesus. kidding. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go from a hundred. Did it go that deep? I didn't even see that list. I didn't see all hundred. Oh, I did all hundred. In fact, Pebble Drive by Yeti Blanc was number ninety-eight. Hey, hey, that was hey. a little insulting, honestly. I feel like I didn't do. I didn't see my top one hundred, but I would bet it's higher on that for me. Okay. Yeah, we had we had one of our listeners. I was number one on their list, actually, according to my stats uh, for Spotify. There are three people who I am their number one uh, who have played my tracks more than anyone else this year. Wow. Um, hit Jane, Yeti, and that guy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, uh, um, but yeah, he, uh, uh, Josh, Joshua Tony, he, um, he had me, li- and it was cool because he had Tim McGraw on his list, was his number three. Isn't uh, Joshua Tony to Yeti Blanc backwards? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but he had Pebble Drive as number one. Made no, that is cool. cool. I, nice. No, I saw that. I like that. I saw that. That's great. That's fantastic. And Greg had you at 96. 98. 98, to be exact. <laughs> and bragged about it. Well, I mean, he made my list. As much as uh, Greg a- listens to music, that's cool. I I, uh, I I like, as Juju revealed this week, he doesn't listen to much music. Same here. I listen to more podcasts than anything. Right. Oh, man. I don't. I, I listen to music. I actually, uh, one of my favorite comedians and friend of mine, you know, well, look at me, Louis, uh, Mike Lenochi, Um, I saw his, you know, everyone was, as my dad wants to get to, everyone was posting their raps, but his was the most interesting I saw. His number one artist, and I'm going to forget the name because I'm a piece of shit. Who's like the the famous star, uh, Lion King, the, the, the movie? Yes, the score. Was it oh, Hans no. Zimmer? Neil Simon did the music. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. I think it's yeah, just Hans yeah. Zimmer. And it was like the Bat, the Dark Knight one. He did like all the uh, Lion King. He's done a bu- Inception. Yeah. And I was like, 
I like when I saw his, that was his number one artist. So I'm like, wow. I went on and I'm like, let me see what we're doing here. And I put it on for a few minutes. I was like cooking and I was like, I could see myself listening to this. Like it was, it was nice, just like background music. And I, and I got to shout out Mike Linochi on that because he was even saying in his Instagram story, he's like, don't knock it until you tried it. I'm getting a lot of DMs judging me, but it's nice. He, he uses it creatively. He was saying whenever he needs to edit or write. One day, someone's list will be topped by Lone Wolf, the, the score to Hard Knocks Greg's Lobos. One day, when I finally finish orchestrating it. Yes, that's a, that's a good one. That's a, that's a good one. That's going to top someone's list <laughs> one day. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, well, nobody asked, but my number one song. I don't care. On my entire list for the year was uh, from, it was, it was recorded and written in 1957-58. It was uh, the B-side of Great Balls of Fire. It was a Jerry Lee Lewis song called You Win Again. And so... Still, comma. Dad, did that big revelation go as like you hoped? It did. And, and I want, despite the lawyers listening, I want to play five to ten seconds of You Win Again, if you can squeeze that in right here. Okay? Thank you very much. Thank you. No, that... <laughs> Remember Rumble he got Bam so Man. mad at me a few weeks ago because I didn't play this song? Damn right. <laughs> yeah. The spinners. Let's go. Oh, that's great. But he now got you got so mad at me because I didn't again. play it. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Now I'm making you all over again. Um, okay. One more thing what, before what we if, go. What would be your wrapped if it was all the food you ate this year? What would be the uh, number one food item? Number one would be chicken wings. Would it, though? I feel like you're just saying that for shtick. No, number two would be pizza. Number three would be steak. You don't eat these things. I feel like you're full of shit right now. What are you talking about? You and mom have, like, (laughs) rice. I bet it would be rice. No, it might be (laughs) pasta. It might be pasta. You you do eat like a bird, so when you do eat rice, you have, like, two spoonfuls of it. I eat like Larry Bird. Um, Christy. No, I don't don't eat a lot of rice. And matter of fact, truth be known, I loathe rice. What do you think? I'm the, not a big rice fan. If, you know the rap thing where it tells you like the most music you listen to, yeah. like each artist. Like if there was a food wrapped for me, what would be like the most the thing I ate the most this year? It might be chicken, like white rice, la granja, chicken. Okay. What if it were limited to secret meals only? And Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> cheesy gordita crunch would be on the list for sure. Okay. You want specific food items? I was just, I don't know, or, or like, or, or album, we, you know, we could do restaurant. It could just be by restaurant. <laughs> it would be La Granja, Taco Bell, Chili's might be on there. Long, Outback, we like Outback. We like Outback. Oh, our, 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 the ram, my, our ramen place that we do on Uber Eats, the ramen. I love ramen. Yeah, this okay. is good. Yeah, like, like, listeners, send us your Spotify wrap for your food for the year. Yes. Send us your food wrap. Okay. If we get some that we really like, we'll read them on next week's episode or a future episode. I'm going to stick with chicken wings for me, and I'm not bragging. Believe me, I'm not bragging. Um, okay. I have to say this because this I've saved the most important thing for last. We got to get to football. No. I've saved the most important thing for last. The mayor of Miami has named this week, we're coming out Monday, it's the Pride of a Lion Week in Greater Miami. Has he really? How much this did he pay? How much did how much did Ron pay from his endowment for that to happen? I mean, geez. this is the week our book comes out. The Pride of a Lion, my book with Ron McGill, comes out on Tuesday the fifth, and on on Saturday the ninth we have a big event at Zoo Miami to celebrate the book. It's sold out, and uh, we're very proud of it. 
And in some of the worst podcasts producing in history, Greg Cody had Ron McGill send us a terrible sounding great content. We're going to play it right here, Dad. You're going to get your wish. Go ahead. I want you, Yeti, to play right now that terrible audio that my dad sent as a promo. This is how my dad wanted to sell the pride of a lion. Hi, this is Ron McGill from Zoo Miami. For the past year, I've been collaborating on a book with Miami Herald columnist and podcast host, Greg Cody. My story and photographs, Greg's words. But the book needed a star. Enter Quasi, the first male lion cub ever born in Zoo Miami. This story's not ours, it's Quasi's. The book is called The Pride of a Lion, and it's out beginning Tuesday, December 5th. Our book has earned the prestigious editor's pick badge from Amazon and made bestseller lists in several new book categories based on pre-orders. We are so pleased with the way our labor of love turned out and hope you'll pick up a copy. Did you say to him before yes. that, hey, Ron, can you send us a clip sounding as unnatural as possible? Well, <laughs> I and, and, just... hey, can you, and Ron, make sure it's not it. Make sure it's the shittiest quality audio that you could possibly get. Maybe go he into your as... car, turn the air conditioning on full blast. I thought it was great. Thank you, Ron. It's not me making because fun it of... said your name in it. That's why you think it was great. Well, because I wrote the script. I wrote you the wrote. Script. See, he was reading. I was like, Dad, right. just let but him. I told, but I told Ron. Feel free to ad lib. Feel free to change it. Say whatever you want to say. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ron. But in all honesty, brutal, brutal. Listen, listen. That Amazon editor's pick that is really cool. It's pretty cool. I saw Ron's post where there like are thousands of books in the running for that, and they choose what like ten a month. There, there's a hundred thousand new titles in an average month, and and the editor's pick goes to the top ten. That's crazy. Dad. That's it's, really cool. It's insane. Can we do, can we do a standing ovation? Bro, right it's, it's, I, I have to say, it's 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 insane. Dad, you know, I'm I'm uh, that is legitimately fucking awesome, man. No, that's great. It is. I'm proud. I'm very grateful and can't wait for Tuesday birthday for the book. So, did you get a little a little little little, steer, little teary eyed? No, huh? little stinger, little sting, little sting. I did here. not. I could contrive that and say I did if it would be better for the podcast. But, no, uh, I just went into my computer and wrote a script for Ron to read for the podcast. No, but I, I, I think I mentioned before, though, and I will, I will do this. On Tuesday, I will go into Barnes & Noble to try to find my book on display in an actual bookstore, and that's going to be emotional for me. I promise you that. You should do the thing that celebrities do. Oh, my God, Dad. We should do that and put it on the Greg Cody show. Insta like we'll like all videotape you going in there like i've okay. seen like justin timberlake do this or like because like it's okay. something because if like a, if the worker sees you they might be like hey sir you're not allowed to write in this book i know but, like you should like <laughs> sign a copy and be like all right here it is it's at this is the location and like we, then we'll see and if hey if you hear this and you go find the book video yourself getting the book so we can like get that payoff oh, by the way uh, I, I don't know if this is for the air i should be telling you guys this off the air but ooh, a little secret uh, cut for the audience listen I, I i have a box full of books i have like 44 books i want to give some of them away to our listeners yeah. you gotta figure out a way for a little contest nobody you know you don't have to pay anything but some sort of a little contest self-addressed stamped box <laughs> <laughs> whatever you guys can figure out what the contest is but i do want to give away some of these books and um I'm really excited about uh, about Tuesday the 5th. Birthday. Anyway, let's get to football, hey? Dad, I'm super excited right now because I'm having nearly a perfect gambling Sunday watching oh NFL football. 
Um, we have a lot of lot to get to. We don't we don't even have to get to my perfect gambling Sunday. We have to get to college football. We have to get to the Dolphins. Yeti did a just a chef's kiss of production with a new song. Did I spoil that? Am I allowed to say that, Yeti? It's your mom's musical debut. It is <laughs> sort of. If you remember, we get, and you know what? We're going there first. If you remember on the Lebitzard show, my dad, you know, and, and, and I like to pat myself on the back here because, you know, if it was me really producing the show, telling Dan about this thing that happened between my dad and I. So this is all because of me right here, basically. That's what I want to say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Chris. I, po- I pointed out to, to Dan that my dad complained that my mom didn't tell him it was cold out, as if that would be any kind of responsibility of my mom's to tell her husband, hey, by the way, it's cold out today. Correct. So Yeti, as he normally does, got inspired. And with the holidays right around the corner, I think he put together a classic. I slept in too late. I took the dog outside. (laughs) Now I will be raised. Your laziness I will chide. A little heads up. Just look it up for yourself. Nice. Why is technology your vice? It's cold enough for snow flurry. Greg, you could Google it in a hurry. I feel the chill rush through the door. The high today is 74. Why couldn't you say? There's no need to tell you that it is cold outside. Oh my God. Oh, that's great. I have two questions. I have two pressing questions. One, how much did you have to pay my mom to do that? <laughs> she volunteered. I sort think of. He, uh, yeah. I don't think you gave her the whole story. So Chris, what's your second question? And my second question is, did you tell her that she was supposed to be singing? No. No. <laughs> That's where the rub comes in. I mean, it's um, just like, I love mom and, and her effort there, but it just, it seemed like she was more talking than singing. Yes. Right. That's what she thought she had to do. And I'm sure Yeti was coaching her into actually holding notes and, you know, doing something that amounted to singing. And, you know, it it was what it was. But I thought it was splendid. I think it's I think it's honestly it couldn't have been better. It was wonderful. <laughs> now, now, what was the fallout after the fact? Was there any tension in the home after uh, after we got done with that experience? There was a little bit of um, you misled me. <laughs> like I, I thought I was coming on to you know do two minutes repeating a phrase or two that I wouldn't be told to actually sing, and she's not a singer, and I get that she's not. No, <laughs> oh, man, she fooled okay. us. She has a really yeah, good speaking voice, though. I re- like the tone of her speaking voice is really nice. That, wow. Way to go, Yeti! I think you saved it. Judges, did Yeti save it? Yep, he saved it. I'll tell her that. I'll tell her she's got a good tone. She'll appreciate that. But uh, that's just a classic. I'm going to be playing that for Christmases for the near future. <laughs> Honestly, I've been humming the song all day. Da-da-da-da-da. It's oh, one of those songs yeah. that gets in your head. Dad, please tell me you're excited that FSU is out of the playoff. Uh, you know, I, I feel bad for FSU, but you know what, FSU, Mike Norville, life is tough. Life isn't always fair, you know, especially when you got to pick the final four teams. Sometimes you're going to be on the short end. Deal with it. But I choose to spin it positively. Okay, keep in mind, this is a Miami-based podcast. The bleeping Orange Bowl game just got the matchup of the year. 
with FSU against Georgia. Matchup of the year. Matchup of uh, the year. The blowout. You, division. Mean, you mean the blowout of the year. Non-CFP division. You mean the most predictable bowl game of them all. I don't know about that. Yeah, what do you mean you don't know about that? That like that is just I was okay. with everything you said up until you said they that Florida I mean, State has not had a good offense since a, yeah, obviously Travis a, went out. It's right. a fun bowl, Dad, but it's not a good matchup. Like it's they, number five against number six. Uh, but Dad, that's my my FSU. It will be a victory for FSU if they keep it close. That is a fake number six. Also, that's been the greatest team in the nation for years now. I mean, what was it? 28, 29 straight games they won, right. and they lose one game and they go from one to six. That's weird. Like, so I'm a Florida State guy. I wanted them in the playoff, and I'm bummed that they're not there. I, where I'm more, but but I I can actually I can do the math to see okay if they're really doing four best teams I could see where they they get counted out I want I didn't want them to get counted out I think they got screwed especially if we want to throw cheating Michigan in there whatever but <laughs> the, the the cheating I didn't really care about it until now you know it it nudges out Florida State however I'm more perplexed that Georgia can drop from one to six after, yeah. after like they're clearly they they're better than Texas. But somehow they worked Texas in just because of the timing of this loss. That's weird to me. Okay. It it really helped Texas's case that they beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. That really helped. You you can deny that it helped, but I guarantee you that was a reality. Oh, it helped their case, but I mean it, you can't tell me that Texas is better than Georgia. Look, as as a Miami, as a fake Miami fan, <laughs> it was fun for me. To just FSU being left out. The best argument for FSU being in is, you know, because everyone talks about the way FSU quote unquote looked the last few weeks. But they toughed but, it out and won. Right. But yeah. my point is, is everybody then forgets how it took a, a, a essential Hail Mary for Alabama to beat Auburn. Yeah. And Auburn lost to New Mexico State. So it's like a couple, like a week ago, Alabama, yes, it was a heroic win, but almost had a terrible loss. Right. Like, that is not a good eye test game. And it just seems like, like, that's the best argument for FSU. Like, really, like, it just seems like there's a preconceived notion towards the SEC. And it's just, this is what we think of this conference. Like, what you're basically telling FSU is, you just play in an inferior, you're playing in an inferior sport. Because you did every single thing you could do. And you still, it's just not good enough. Yeah. The, right. the, the committee, they, uh, they did the whole bot thing where the, 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 they're on the Musk algorithm where all the, if their goal is to get everybody pissed off at each other and yelling at each other, they have succeeded. Right. It, it's the reason that they're expanding next year. It's the reason we're going from four teams all the You're way still to still going to have this though. You're always going to have it at the bubble. I know, but here's the thing. The stakes Nobody aren't as high. A, no, the stakes aren't as high down there. Nobody gives a shit about the 13th team that's left out. People yeah. do care about the fifth team, particularly when it's the first Power 5 unbeaten team ever to be left out of the it, college football it, playoff. It is it is weird that they had Georgia behind FSU mm -hmm. because by the math that they showed us, Alabama, you know what I mean? They had Alabama ahead of FSU. So they're basically saying this schedule, this team is impressive and Georgia's only loss was to that team above right. them. So right. it's like... Clearly, if they're doing the four best teams, that's why. That's why Georgia. It, it blows my mind that they're not there. If they're really doing count FSU out for the four best team argument, but then they still put Georgia behind Florida. It's weird. But, but Yeti, so you're weird. saying, but then who do you have out? Texas? 
No. It, oh, yeah, Texas. Yeah. So, yeah. so you have it being but, Washington, Michigan, Georgia, Alabama. If it's yeah, if you're really doing four best teams, but dude, but they played head to head. You cannot have Texas like at Texas beat Alabama. Right. right. Alabama beat Georgia, but they're clearly. I mean, head to head is like one of the main criteria, like criteria in this thing. Yeah, but like, it's just timing with Georgia. Then why let Alabama course. in? Why are you going to let Alabama in? Then I know, yeah. but that's the thing about college football. It, it's axiomatic. If you lose early in the season, you can survive it. If you lose Saturday when you had to win, that's a death knell. I mean, Georgia, they, they lost the game they had to win. I don't feel bad for them. I do feel bad for FSU. I know what axiomatic means. Can you explain to Chris? Because he's looking yeah. really lost. Yeah. That's an Edwin Pope, uh, my mentor, Edwin Pope. That was a word he always used. A Georgian, it, Athens, it, Georgia native, Edwin Pope. If it was That's up right. to Greg Cody, Michigan would be out because of Harbaugh's cheating. Yeah. And then it would all make sense. <laughs> it would. It really would. But it's a great Final Four. I'm loving it. And when I say the Orange Bowl lucked into a, a hell of a matchup. That it's a great game I mean is for like, Orange- it's two good programs. But it, that in terms of the game, it's going to be one of the biggest spreads of the major bowls. Chris is right on the spread. What matters to me is it's the bitter bowl. It's the two teams that were left out. It's the two teams that feel like they were screwed. And, and, it's, going to, and it's a 5-6 matchup. I'm going to research it. I don't know if in the history of the Orange Bowl game, when, it, when they're not in the CFP cycle, that they've ever had two top six teams. That's, that's unusual. It's a good matchup. And, and if FSU I have the spread right win, here. I have the spread, by the way. Okay. Uh, I see it right now. Double digits? 13. Okay. That's okay. But I'm because just saying. FSU, you just FSU said it was, was the, the best bowl. Screwed. You said it was the best game. Like I think it's the best matchup. I don't care how it turns out. I think a fi- if you're the Orange Bowl committee, and, and this is not your year to be in the, in the CFP, you can't, you literally cannot do better than five against six. It's the best matchup possible. And you've got the two teams that both feel screwed. They both feel they deserve to be in the final four. And you have that matchup. I think it's great. If I were the uh, head of the Orange Bowl committee right now, I would be doing handstands and cartwheels. No, it's a good bowl for them. Like, I'm just saying, like, right, because it could have ended up being Oregon, Washington. Like, I'm, I'm, right. I'm just saying that the game. Like, I'm with you on every single, like, yeah, the five and six teams are always going to be the ones that are like, oh, we should be there. Like, right. You could say that every year about the five, six team, but it's just, yeah, like, in terms of the game, this is going to be probably a blowout. Well, we'll see. FSU, I don't know how much the intangibles mean. FSU has a chip on its shoulder. FSU is the team that wants to prove they want to win this game and end 14 and 0 and be able to go to their grave saying, we got screwed. Like no team in college football history had ever been screwed. And they have to win. They have to win to be able to say that. You know what the Fiesta Bowl is? It's Oregon versus Liberty. I know. (laughs) And guess what? That's the same spread. I mean, it's it's one point bigger. It's a 14-point spread. But that's that's what what Georgia-Florida State is. It's Oregon-Liberty. That's fine. And the obvious reason is that FSU doesn't have its starting quarterback, which is a factor in them not making the final four. But that's the point why I'm right about it. this game is uh, okay. Well, we're, we're no, gonna that's see what about I mean. That. Florida State, if it's a if it's a field goal game, Florida, even if they lose by a field goal, Florida State can be like, see, we should have been in. And I actually will agree. If they play a field goal game with Georgia, even if they lose, then I will be like, oh, okay, maybe they should have been in that game. Right. But but I think they'll probably lose by twenty. Okay, we'll see. 
Uh, I'll probably be at the game. I'm not sure yet. But you see Mike probably. Ryan now. It seems like his team FSU. He's like you oh, know. God. He's in. Invi- as a Miami guy, he's envisioning a scenario where that's Miami, and he's like, "What the hell? Like that they should be in." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Speaking of Miami, I feel like there's nothing even to talk about with the Dolphins. The Dolphins just do what the Dolphins do. They beat bad teams and stop coming for me with the whole they don't beat good teams. All right. We'll worry about that when we get there. All right. You have to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. That's a big part of the game. How about not having bad losses? Can we just celebrate that? Throughout my entire life, the Dolphins have been favored in games. They always lose those games, and now they win them. So I'm just going to celebrate this, and I'm not going to like hold it against them that they played three crappy teams in a row. Right. I want to say this, and only this about the Dolphins. I want to plug what I wrote in my column, which I invite everyone to read, and it's that in the 66-year history of the Associated Press NFL MVP Award, a wide receiver has never won league MVP. Jerry Rice never won. Never has a wide receiver won. Oh, are you making the case? Tyree Kill? Yes, I am making the case. That's, hey, I like that. I mean, I he's don't... Gonna have a, he's yeah. going to be the first 2,000 guy ever. I am making the case that Tyree Kill needs to be the first wide receiver ever. Assuming he isn't injured, knock wood, and Whoa. continues to do what he's doing. Yes, he is the reason that Dolphin fans right now are hopeful of a run at the Super Bowl. He's the reason. I know Tua's had a great season, partly because of Tyreek Hill, but Tyreek Hill has made the difference on this team. Tua became the quarterback he thought they thought he would be when they made that mega trade for Tyreek. He deserves to be on top of the MVP race right now. I mean, I very... I commend your take. I don't think it's a ridiculous one. I disagree. I do think Tua okay. should be, and I think Tyreek has made that point. Anytime that's brought up, he kind of says, no, like, respect my guy Tua here. Um, yeah, of course. There were a couple throws today that Tua made where Tyreek was running up to him after and was like, like that, that second bomb where Tyreek got a little turned around, but it just ended up right in his breadbasket. Yes. Like, it couldn't have oh, been yeah. a more perfect throw. Right. Because it was one of those things where Tyreek got lost trying to turn around and then it just was like there right and it was just perfect um so yeah i mean I, i'm gonna take Tua in that debate of who's the mvp but yeah tyreek is i love him so much like i would yeah. i'd love to just be able to cook him dinner every night <laughs> for the rest of his life wow what an offer um i would be a- his chef for free i mean it would probably it would probably hurt his you know you know his i'm sure he has a good chef right now and if all of a sudden i was his chef that would yeah. be pretty underwhelming for him it'd be a letdown i just saw a, a, an nfl network commercial with alec ingold in it what like the fullback the dolphins fullback it's because it's so rare to have a fullback it is that they were like we need to celebrate this guy did you see jalen waddle with that miss right in his like right oh at him God. and and i have a theory on what happened there what on he, he did not expect Tua to to throw an accurate pass on the run <clears throat> That was just a setup because two is bad on the run. Uh, and that was like out of the pocket. So like I, it was such a shocking thing for two to be on target that he dropped it. That was the joke. Well, I when that I know the exact play you mean when that play happened, I was groaning like a fan. Why? Because Jalen Waddle is a Greg's Lobo. Uh, <laughs> First and foremost, he's a Lobo. And yeah. uh, as, good as, J- as good as Jalen obviously is, he's he's good for a. Uh, like, let me look up the field and, like, an easy drop every once in a while. Yeah, I haven't seen that Waddle dance nearly enough this season. What's he got, three TDs? 
I mean, he's just throwing it to Tyreek every single throw. Like the MVP. There yeah, were a few right. times. There were a few times where I saw Waddle and uh, Mostert like joking with McDaniel on the sideline, and it made me feel good that there's no animosity to. Oh, so you just throw it to Tyreek? Okay, good. Right. Yeah, you're right. And and speaking of Mostert, he's also having a Pro Bowl season. They have like such weapons on offense; it's unbelievable. Should we wrap up? Is that where we're at? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's how about, wait, wait, let me say Van Ginkle, though. Can we just say his name once? Oh, how about that? We love him. The defensive player of the week. He's got to be sack. The hair. Pick six. Yep. The hair. The hair. The hair counts. And, and I, it doesn't count. Almost doesn't count. He came this close to blocking a punt as well. I did a, when I like was like early on in the season, preseason, I like went to training camp and I like did a social media video and I did a sarcastic thing about Van Ginkle, about will Van Ginkle take the next step? I, it was it was something no one was asking. So I was like doing a sarcastic report. I'm like, will right. Van Ginkle take the next step for the Dolphins? So I can say that I was on the beat of Van Ginkle before anyone. You were. And, and when Jalen Phillips was lost for the season with an Achilles injury, they look at Van Ginkle to step up and two games in, he really has. That's huge. Hard Knocks really pulled at the heartstrings with that Jalen Phillips injury. Oof. That's what they do. Yeah, that's what Hard Knocks does. Is it bad that the first thing I thought of when he said Hard Knocks was Hard Knocks Greg, Greg, Greg's Lobos? Yeah, Hell no. That was, no, that's exactly where my mind went. That's <laughs> what like, everybody's thinking. We didn't thinking. play Phillips Angle there. Yeah, that's right. All right, everybody's pod, thinking it. All right, Pod Family, uh, <laughs> we really appreciate you. I, uh, I I like to end every episode the exact same way. So yes, uh, I do. We love you. That kind of thing. We and, love you. Uh, thanks for your support. Do I say yeah? I don't say you. I say we love you. Do I, I do that? You're just you're, you're a big. I do think you are a love you. A lot of people are. They're afraid to say you. Yeah. Yeah. Softens yeah. it. You're a big pod, pod family. family. We pod love you. Family guy for sure. Yeah, we love you, pod family. We really do. And check uh, check us out next week. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Appreciate you. Was that you really keeping it fresh in the bedroom, trying to really like have a unique exit there? Baby. Okay, real, real original. <laughs> I got a wife who's singing now. She's on record singing, baby. All right, that's about that. Keep it going, Greg. And you know it. And, and you know it. <laughs> See you next week, everyone. Good night or good morning. That kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>